Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. And I'm Chris. And I'm Mark. He's Mark. (laughs) We have Mark Kitchell joining us again (laughs) Um, to talk about all things Star Trek Picard and uh, maybe uh, some other uh, Star Trek news as well. So welcome, Mark. Thanks for joining us today. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I enjoy talking about one of my favorite series of all time. So, <laughs> is that it's grown and grown and grown, right? Yep. Right. <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, this episode, this season of Star Trek Picard's really hit its stride. I'm, it, it makes me uh, really sad that uh, to know that it's the final season of Star Trek Picard. Um, because it's just uh, it's just got so much going on. I think, uh, Mark, what, so far, so we're four episodes in at this point, mm-hmm. right? Um, of those first four episodes, what would you say was your top, top moment? Top. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Um, gosh, I would say top moment for me was probably... <laughs> what what one to choose yeah um, right so i mean just so much has happened uh i would say top moment for me was him making the decision to try to connect with his son uh yeah. in the last episode you know because rewind it, be kind rewind whose son oh picard oh, picard's oh. son it yeah. Yeah. so so spoiler yeah. alert spoiler john Picard <laughs> has a son and Wesley Crusher has a half brother. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That, should, yep. that should tell you everything you need to know about who the mom is. Right? Kaboom, right? Right. <laughs> right. I kind of feel like she'd have told him. Like we didn't see that coming. Come you on. Think, you think who would have told yeah. who? Beverly would have told John Luke? Yeah. Oh, by and- the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know the the story. I guess we're talking about episode four, so we can spoil all day long, right? Yes, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the the justification was she's like, "Hey, you've got Jean Luc Picard sized problems out in the universe, and I didn't want my son dealing with that." You know, she'd lost her husband, you know, to Starfleet. She'd lost her son to being the Traveler. She didn't want that for. You know, this new kid <laughs> that she was bringing up uh, it, it, was a justification. It, um, it kind of well, basically uh, enough, it still seems like he has Picard sized problems. Yeah. Right. 
Right. <laughs> and it seems like those Picard size problems aren't Picard's fault, right? Like right. it looks like the changelings are pursuing uh, Jack Crusher, you know, for Jack Crusher reasons, not Picard reasons. So, you know, I think uh, mm. her her entire premise of cutting him out of their lives was uh, was a bad one. And you know what that you know what that whole thing reminded me of that whole talk. Uh, yeah. So he and Beverly had this whole talk about you know, and he was he was angry with her for uh, keeping the fact that he had a son who's now twenty four, yeah, um, and that he's never known. And um, part of the reason uh, that she gave was the fact that, well, you know, you let me know that you had a problem. You were afraid because of your your father and your upbringing um, that uh, sort of impacted your thoughts of, you know, having children that you might pass that on or become like your father sort of a thing. And and his response was, you know, how dare you use something that I confided in you as an excuse or justification to keep my the existence of my son from me, which, you know, is fair. And uh, but sort of fair. But yeah. Except, except the whole universe knows Picard doesn't like children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that was through the whole. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was Good a consistent. Point. Right. <laughs> well, day. and I think I think <laughs> that there might be uh, a similar feeling with a lot of parents out there where they <laughs> hate kids in general, but they love their own. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, well, that's whole- everybody. Yeah. The whole thing reminded me of uh, Wrath of Khan, where the woman, Ma- Carolyn Marcus or whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. Specifically, you had your world and I had mine and I wanted him in mine. Yes, exactly. And that was the so, same thing that occurred to me, Linda. That was a very good point. I'm, but for his entire life, for this kid's entire life, wouldn't Picard have just been chilling out on a cool freaking vineyard? Pretty right. much. Mostly. Well, it's and wh- in fairness to Beverly, she gave her son, told him who his father was, mm-hmm. and said, you're welcome to go meet him and interact mm-hmm. with him. Now, mm-hmm. Beverly thinks that he chose not to do so of his own free will, that he didn't, that he wasn't interested in a relationship with his father. Um mm-hmm. And we kind of find out why that is in the last uh, the last episode. Mark, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's an unfair setup, I think, from Picard's uh, perspective, right? Yeah. But he's he's sitting at was it ten forward? Uh, yes, on yeah. Earth. The on Earth ten forward bar, and uh, a bunch of cadets had you know come up to him and were kind of asking him to tell different tales of his awesome adventures, right? And so he's kind of going through that, and he's in Picard the presenter mode, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, trying to be the inspiring leader, um, you know, because these are a bunch of cadets, right? He wants to talk right. about the glory of the job and and how, you know, how fulfilling it is and all that stuff. And uh, this guy in the background, you know, we see that it's his son. Obviously, Picard doesn't know that because <laughs> reasons. But <laughs> And he's wearing uh, a baseball cap and kind of, you know, trying to be incognito a bit. Right. Yeah. So this guy <laughs> the says, you know, uh, what about, uh, you know, what about family? You know, what about that kind of thing? Uh, and then Picard 
considers for a second and then he says, young man, Starfleet is the only family I've ever needed. Um, and that kind of shuts him down. Right. right, right. <laughs> from, from going on, but you know, and all the cadets are like, Oh yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not really going in there about how like he's lit. It's literally true. Like the, like his crew mm -hmm. is literally his family. At least yeah, right. the years right. we watch. Well, and what's a guy who's, you know, 70 or 500 or whatever age yeah. he is at that time, right, going to say about not having a family to right. a stranger in a bar, right? It's like, yeah, <laughs> sure, do you regret? Yeah. <laughs> <Not doing that. laughs> right? Huh. right. So this is a, is a, a bad setup. All right. right, all you kids. You right. should know that I've totally committed my life to this, and now I don't know if I can have regrets or not. <laughs> no regrets. Yeah, <laughs> I would think, uh, I, so to answer the question I gave you, Mark, I think <clears throat> my favorite uh, uh, moment uh, this season was when uh, Raffi met Worf and realized oh. Worf was her handler, and she meets him, and he's kind of like, um, uh, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> what was that guy in um, Kill Bill? Uh, Pi, was it Pai Mei, the Chinese trainer for... Uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> He's kind of like the Pai Mei of Star Wars. You know? Mm, He's you mean like, Star Trek? I mean Star Trek. Yeah, well, of Whoa. Star Wars too, actually. You just about <laughs> got us in big trouble. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> better bleep that out. People yeah. will be like, what did he say? Probably something horrible. And it would be true. <laughs> Yeah. She discovered these lightsabers. <laughs> yes. And right. after that, Galactic Driftwood was canceled. <laughs> yeah. The public backlash was too much. Yes. Mm -hmm. But yes. But yeah. yeah um, so that that was my favorite part is the uh, the appearance of Worf there, and I man, he looks really good. I think. Uh, I have been waiting to see Michael Dorn again for quite a while. I'm excited about watching it. Oh yeah, he looks he looks really he looks bad effing ass in this um in this season. And um yeah, there's a good good shot of him. And yeah, I was thinking, you know, I would like to see a spin-off with Worf and Raffi. <laughs> that would be yeah. interesting. They've got a good dynamic going between the two. They, they could. Do. And yeah. and they Worf evidently has some handler as well that he's working with and makes me think that both he and Raffi are probably part of section 31 already. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't that be great if they were teamed up with Empress Giorgio? Michelle Yeoh, <laughs> that would be fascinating in right? a, in a new series. Oh my God. And, and yeah. they could even bring in seven of nine because you know, seven and Raffi have a kind of a thing going. Is Giorgio still alive? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What wasn't she human? She's yes. uh, Terran. <clears throat> well, how she was she Terran. But how would she Terran. be alive? Well, so because Seth, how what happened know? was she Did was on Discovery. <laughs> she was on Discovery. Yeah. When they went um, thirteen hundred years into the future. Uh huh. And um, she started to demolecularize. Uh huh. Because you remember that? Yeah, I, I know all this. 
Okay. Uh, did she go they back can drop like, her wherever they want. Yeah. Time or back <laughs> well, <original>. so <laughs> we don't know for sure. All we all we saw was that she jumped into the Guardian of Forever. Well, they didn't really go anything. anywhere with her. But they could go anywhere with her, which is why yeah. it, it's kind of exciting to think of, well, well you could take that and do yeah. a whole Section 31 no, no, you, those characters you can't they had to like from what i understand they had to return her to her time because <laughs> they couldn't be both from another universe and from a different time you're not the only ones that are thinking this okay but well, from a Seth, fan perspective too but I yeah, <laughs> but two things i can say to that seth one we don't know all of the powers of the guardian of forever True. he could change her molecular structure so that she could survive just fine in a different time frame. True. Also, writers can do whatever the hell they want. I know. Yeah, they they do whatever the hell they want. Which, which is smart, man. We're confirming that she was there. <laughs> By doing what? I thought you were confirming that she had showed up in Picard. Oh, no, yeah. not yet. What the, no, what we're speculating. Not yet? Have you heard her name? We're just we're just speculating. <laughs> he was speculating. Everything's well, fine. I'm saying this is what I would love to see. Oh, okay, that's fine. You can do that. That was that was clear yeah. to everybody. I think Seth. Yeah, yes. not to me. Well, Seth, you missed it. Focus, focus on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Put those away. So I have a question. So I haven't, I haven't watched this yet. Okay. But is this the same son? Because didn't didn't Picard have a son in the next generation as well? Picard like, had a clone, a Romulan clone in right. uh, the last one, the, one of the last movies, Nemesis. What if the, no, I thought I thought they introduced. Dad. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought they already did this tricks? once early. But early on was, in the uh, next generation, it well, was actually so a fake. That was a fake. So okay. uh, I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. It was a Romulan cap, or not a Romulan. Excuse me, a Ferengi captain. Uh, and Picard had killed his son when he was captain of the Stargazer. So I think his name was Bach, if I recall correctly. But Bach then found some human kid and did a little bit of like uh, sloppy genetic manipulation to make it look like he would potentially or that he was Picard's son. And then he kidnapped this kid, right, or, or did something and used it to lure Picard out, um, you know, to try to try to trap him. Right. Uh, and they, they discovered the deception and uh and, and turn him away, and I can't remember what happened to Bach. <laughs> Honestly, if he uh, if he ended up dying or or what the deal was there, but and uh, it sounds it sounds more like a Ferengi plan to kidnap a <laughs> Ferengi baby and then just be like, Picard, I've got your son. <laughs> okay, okay, so they did. Okay, so they did play it out, but it proved that. Okay, I see. But it was all kind of a yeah. ruse there. Gotcha. Right, right. And so they they haven't done any, you know, this actually is his son and just forgot about him. I think, uh, I can't remember, my my kids really, really love cats. And uh, were, we were watching The Next Generation. And they're like, how is Spot pregnant? Spot was a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but this isn't a Spot was a boy situation. This was, okay. uh, they, they were consistent. Picard had no kids. All right, well, there was there was one time where Picard had a son and a daughter. That's, 
That's that was the in the Nexus, episode, right? That was in the Nexus. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, the the Dream World place, not yeah. Dream World, but yeah. Yeah, kind well, of. Yeah. And I guess in another uh, very real way too, inner life when he was uh, true. when he was in that uh, simulation, yeah, uh, where he lived an entire life, right? Right. Uh, he he had a son and a daughter and a grandkid <laughs> too. So, so you know, he he's gotten to do the family thing there as well. In the Nexus, were those sentient beings that were his kids, or were those like they're? I think there are projections of his fantasy yeah. in there. I didn't think they had anything real about them. Yeah, they were the, you know, the children, essentially. Yeah, because you could go from different moments throughout however, like, your mind wanted to do. Because Kirk talked about it a little bit. Like, he was like, I don't know, I was, like, standing here making breakfast, and then I was out here doing this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Nexus was weird. I haven't then, watched Generations in a long time. I should yeah, but the car did also spend. He had that whole other lifetime. Yeah, that that's one we're talking about. Inner Light, where he had. It was Inner Light. That wasn't the Nexus, was it? No, no that was no. That one wasn't. No. Yeah, yeah. That was the one Mark was referring. Okay. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so this season's uh, uh, pretty exciting. So we we don't know exactly everything that's going on yet, which you know would kind of ruin the whole season if we did, of course. But um, we've got kind of two parallel time streams going or um, shows going on right now. We've got the Wharf and Raffi thing where they're trying to investigate uh, a mystery involving some uh, stolen tech from the Daystrom Institute. Um, they need better security on the Daystrom Institute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would think so, right? Everyone is always <clears throat> feeling some sort of tech from the daystrom institute yeah and i assume that their security just must be hey you're taking your homework with you tonight that's cool <laughs> right <laughs> right oh you're you're we running an simulations NDA, on your personal laptop that you also use for surfing porn on the internet okay <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh so they're kind of investigating that mm-hmm. and they kind of <clears throat> ramp up the stakes here because we find out um that uh, the weapon that they figure out that has been stolen is a uh, a portal weapon, and um, yeah. uh, we find out later that that is not the actual weapon we should be worried about. This is the weapon that they got to distract from what they really took. Uh, but the- <laughs> <laughs> right, so. The portal weapon is horrific. I mean, they show uh, mm-hmm. being used against uh, a Starfleet uh, facility, a Starfleet base on a planet. And basically, they open up a portal underneath the Starfleet base. It falls into the portal, and then they reopen the portal up about, I don't know, a 1,000 feet over the city, and the Starfleet base falls out of the portal onto the city below. <laughs> and uh, so that kind of gives you a, a, an opening intro into the uh, horrific potential of the portal. And then we see it used uh, later to great effect um, by this woman that we now find out uh, she's uh, commanding this very powerful, very um, almost um, future Romulan looking ship. I mean, it kind of remind me of, uh, what was mm-hmm. it? Um, the ship the in the nemesis. 
a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it's called the Shrike. It's very menacing looking, and it's got the portal weapon on it. And uh, they go into battle against uh, um, the USS Titan. So there's the woman running it. We find out uh, later that she's a changeling and that oh. uh, there's a faction of changelings that never really fully accepted the peace. And they, they are, are out there um, disguised throughout the Federation um, going to their own ends, um, trying to reignite the war. <laughs> And so uh, she's the one that's trying to get a hold of Jack Crusher, Picard's son. And uh, they're fighting in this nebula, sort of uh, an homage to uh, Kirk and Spock hiding in the Mutara Nebula mm -hmm. from Khan. <clears throat> and they, uh, Picard finally convinces Riker to go on the offensive and attack the Shrike, even though they're, you know, it's a smaller ship. Um, oh, they're so well. annoying. <laughs> What's, that? What's that, Charles? So annoying. But the fact that Riker allowed, because Riker had the move in the next generation, right, where they um, beam the Enterprise into two places at once. Yeah, right. The Riker maneuver. A, it was the Riker maneuver. Yeah. And so for him to be had was something very similar to the Riker maneuver. Mm hmm. Yeah, was, although, oh, it was grating. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, he hadn't... He's over depressed, yeah. <clears throat> none of them had seen the portal weapon up to that point, right? They didn't know that the Shrike had it. And uh, so, anyway, uh, in this battle scene, uh, the, uh, the Titan uh, gets the upper hand, um, kind of surprises the Shrike, and they fire four photons at it. Well... The Shrike opens up a portal in front of itself. The four photons go in, and then it opens up a portal right behind the Titan, and the four photons come out and smash into the Titan. So, um, Not good at yeah. all. The only thing I could think when that was happening, too, was, and now they're thinking with portals. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, didn't, they didn't rob this set from the Daystrom Institute. They just took it from Black Mesa. Uh, <laughs> oh, my Possibly. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, was how did those guys sneak in anywhere to steal anything? I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> they kind of stick out. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if we, you got shapeshifters, right, you can change oh, and look true. like anybody. But fair, but are they all shapeshifters there? Because they we don't know that. We only know that the commander is. We yeah. don't know. Who but I think the numbers are. for this rogue faction aren't going to be huge either, right? We, so, we like, know that. Muscle. Actually had an yeah, like, Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Wiley Coyote. Who actually wants to leave your planet where you're just chilling out liquid all day? Just like, <laughs> as long as you got your bucket. Uh -oh. You don't need a bucket on the planet. That's even better. Well, no, no. You want a little private time. You want a little private time in your bucket. <laughs> private time in your bucket. Yeah, I have some shape-shifting Labradors causing me problems here. <laughs> they're actually the they're they're not shape-shifting. They're shape-shifting their toys into a uh, a pile of goo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I thought right. the problem is that they don't change into any other shapes other than Labradors. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Let's yeah. So little, uh, let's talk so, yeah, a little so bit. We, let's talk a little bit about this guy. Oh yes, oh. yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. He is fantastic. Well, this is the captain. 
of this the Titan. The of the Titan, right? Okay. Yeah. And yeah. uh Shaw is his name. Yep. Oh, hold up. One quick show of hands. Who hasn't seen season three yet in this in this group? <clears throat> okay. Just our two. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right on. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> he needs some context, right? Oh, yeah, why don't you go ahead, Mark? Why don't you uh oh, yeah. he's fun? Yeah. Yes. So uh Picard and Riker, right? The season gets set up and they're like, okay. We got to go on this adventure. Uh, uh, you know, Beverly has sent a distress signal of uh, some way was able to get a message to Jean-Luc. And, uh, you know, Jean-Luc is getting the band back together. He's like, hey, how do I get out there? And she says specifically, do not involve Starfleet. So he's like, all right, well, I can I can contact Will. He'll keep this on the DL for me. Uh, right. And, uh, First thing he does is go to Starfleet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there has to be an alarm somewhere in Starfleet when Picard reaches out to one of his former crewmates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, they just got all those <laughs> monitored everywhere. I think for Star uh, for Starfleet, that would probably be a good security decision. <laughs> right. <laughs> As a side note, this guy's he's a little rogue <laughs> these days. <laughs> well, but, it's just uh, like whenever he makes contact with one of his former shipmates, usually something galactically bad is going down. Right. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that should be true yeah. for any former captain of the Enterprise. That's yes. true. <laughs> they reach her. out to their former crewmates, yep. sound the alarm, bring in security, find out what's going down. Something's I mean, up. Anyways, I should probably, are we trying to get towards uh, uh, Captain Shaw here? <laughs> yes, yeah. Go ahead. Yes. So anyway, uh, Will's like, all right, well, let's just hitch a ride on a ship. Uh, and so they hitch a ride on the Titan, uh, which is Shaw's ship. Uh, and Shaw is, he's none too happy to have a couple of relics on board, uh, you know, taking a joyride on his ship. Right. And so he's like, no, this is what we're doing. Um, you know, we are fighting them on every step of the way. And when they, when they first arrive on the Titan, uh, they're greeted by seven of nine, uh, which is Shaw's first officer, which is kind of cool. Um, but anyway, uh, she's like, okay, uh, the captain couldn't be here. He's busy uh, <laughs> with something. Yeah, <laughs> I forget what it was. I, yeah. Uh, so then, then she's like, okay, well, there's a, there's a meal with this guy a little bit later. Uh, so uh, Riker and, and Picard go and, uh, you know, come to the captain's, you know, reception room, whatever. And uh, the captain is already eating. Uh, I would say scornfully. <laughs> yeah. Scornfully yeah, he basically said, They basically ask, uh, are we late? And he goes, oh, no, it's just that your re reputation's preceded you by so much I started eating. Oh, what a jerk. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is. Yeah. Oh, my God. He is so. <laughs> He is so bad. He is so angry yeah. and disgruntled. Sorry, and um, you well, know they want to take uh, not to rain on Mark's uh, description. No, please carry on. Um, but yeah, <laughs> he uh, <clears throat> he wants. They want to take the ship and go to the edge of Federation space because that's where Beverly sent her coordinates from. Of course, they don't tell him that's why they're going there. They make up some excuse. We want to go to this star base. We want to make a run there and back. Uh, uh, test out the new engines, uh, warp 9.99 or something, and <laughs> and have a really 
a really good record that we can laud for this upcoming event called Frontier Days, where mm -hmm. it's a celebration of exploring the new frontier kind of a thing. Excuse yeah, me. He wasn't and, having any of that crap. Uh, no. I was going to say, let me guess, he didn't, he didn't buy it. No, he didn't no. buy it. He said, no, we're not doing that. We are not going to be, um, he said, this is going to be a very dull and boring trip. We are not going to be engaging in any firefights. In the opposite direction. Battles. We're not going to be crashing the ship either intentionally or unintentionally. You know, all this kind of stuff. And, so he's, um, he's calling them out for all of their antics, all of their bullshit. Nope. Says, right. Look, while you're here, this is routine. This is uh, right. step right. one, step two, step three, done. Right. Yep. And then he and then he says, and uh, um, you know, I hope you enjoy your quarters. It's the best we could do on short notice. And they're in like a crew thing in bunk beds. Wow. <laughs> oh, I know. And Riker's up on the top bunk bed. Oh. <laughs> He's just okay. like, hey, well, this is so humiliating. <laughs> you're telling me this is the dumbest captain Starfleet has to offer. He is <laughs> just the stupidest human being I have ever heard of. Well, I don't know if he's stupid. He's, he's oh, no. No, 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 no. He's let me tell you what happens in real life if a couple famous highly, highly ranked admirals come onto your ship. You don't do any of that if you ever want to have a ship again. Well, right, but, he's, but it turns right. out he's really angry at Picard. That doesn't matter. Well, it does. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm not saying he's doing the right thing, but, right. but that's why. Yeah. It's not yeah, just he, stupidity. He hates, he, hates Picard. he hates Picard with a passion. Because and That's fine. When he does his little stunt, Picard could have literally just gone, okay, you're relieved of duty. I'm captain. Well, no, yeah. he he's retired. He's a retired, he's a retired admiral. admiral. Is Riker? Well, Riker's actually, he did do a little of that eventually. On when they're when they're getting ready for the fight, he did relieve him mm -hmm. or try to take over the ship in a matter. Of, well, they no, yeah. so they so he said definitely an that, argument, you know, because <clears throat> they said, mm -hmm. well, uh, Picard's an admiral, <clears throat> and he said, well, you're a retired admiral, and uh, he said, well, I'm a, a Riker says, well, I'm a captain, and he said, well, you're a captain without a chair. Said I'm the captain of this ship. Riker is that an admiral? No, he's a captain. And um, he said, uh, "You're a captain without <laughs> without a chair." And he said, "This is my ship, and we're going to do it the way I want to do it." And he goes, "I hope you enjoy your stay here on the ship." And sorry, we couldn't yeah. get you better accommodations. And then they find out they're <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> and and Picard comes in and prevents. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, presents Shaw with one of his finest bottles of Chateau Picard. Um, <laughs> and Shaw looks at it and he says, oh, Chateau Picard. I'm really a Malbec man myself. And he sets it off to the side. <laughs> oh, do we know why he's just such a massive dick? Oh, yeah. Well, we find out. Yeah, we finally yeah, yeah. find out uh, the uh, towards the end of episode four. And um, Shaw goes into this um, I I think it's going to be one of definitely one of the top ten monologues in Star Trek. I think um, mm -hmm. where he describes um, being at the Battle of Wolf three five nine. Oh, this again? Okay. Yeah, 
And um, he's on a starship and he said, you know, I'm an engineer. I'm a low level engineer um, on a starship and um, grease monkey. Yeah. Grease monkey. monkey. Yeah. Can I interject for just a second? He's also, um, they also are of the belief that they're all going to die. Right. Right. So they're just hanging out on the hollow deck, which has its own interesting backstory, I think. But right. Yeah. So at this point, when he's describing this, the mm-hmm. Titan is sinking that into face. a gravity well within this nebula, and they think they're all going to be destroyed. So they fire up the holodeck. They do a, a 10 forward simulation, and it's designed to be an area where the crew can just kind of go and and be together with each other in the last few moments. Um, so he's in there, and and this is where he comes clean about why he hates Picard so much. And he talks about the, the ship being destroyed and, and um, they're ordered to um, evacuate the ship. But um, because of the destruction, there's not enough um, lifeboats left. And uh, so he's down there and he said, I'm surrounded by all of my engineering friends on a lifeboat that will only take 10 people. And there's like 25 of us there. And so we're all just standing there because none of us is going to leave the other one. And a lieutenant comes down and just starts pointing at people and saying, you, you, you get on the ship. And uh, the last uh, person the lieutenant points to is Shaw. And he said, you know, why me? I'm just a dipshit from Chicago. But um she she doesn't select herself obviously she selects the 10 of us and we get on and and we're saved and why did we live and everybody else died mm-hmm. and it's really a, a fabulous monologue and survivor's um, guilt yeah and uh he you can tell he just despises picard for the fact that he's had to live with that for you know 20 some years right and uh so at that point you really can see where he's coming from and why he is the way he is and why he has this this anger and hostility towards them um he he feels that they're you know essentially space cowboys running amok and and you know doing whatever they think they they need to do with not taking into the regard of all the other people that are left in their wake mm-hmm. <clears throat> when they do things so I just wanted to throw because they're on the hollow deck. It's just something I think I noticed, and maybe somebody correct me. But and <clears throat> the hollow deck's running on a separate battery system now than everything else. Correct. Supposedly, according to Picard, right? So you can go there to die. Right. But in the next generation, um, a, a Moriarty took over the ship. From the hollow deck, right, and so it had to have been that the reason Picard and Picard describes this thing, but he doesn't he doesn't say it. The reason it's on a separate battery system is because Picard screwed up entertaining a Sherlock Holmes episode. <laughs> That's very possible. That's very possible. <laughs> so they actually had, had the Picard from the hollow deck. Yeah, it it was that darn Pulaski's fault, right? She said. Uh, Devise yeah. uh, devise an opponent uh, right. that can defeating data. 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 Yeah. So, oh, once again, right. Pulaski ruins everything. Right. Yeah, so, the computer, the so. so they're on the bridge and suddenly, you know, the lights go <laughs> as the computer draws enough power to create a, 
uh, a creature capable of defeating data. So that's right. You know, like if every computer in every Starfleet ship that has a hologram or a hollow deck, yeah, the universe would one hundred percent be destroyed because <laughs> how many teenagers are going into those things and just like requesting this something that will it seems innocuous to them but will doom all life as we know it i think you probably have to be of a certain rank to be able to override the holodeck safety protocols oh did she i think you have to be and i mean pulaski would have been the ship's doctor senior doctor so she probably would have had the authority to do that so about shaw's problem with them all being like cowboys and whatnot yeah. Mm -hmm. isn't that just broadly like what star like starfleet is yes <laughs> just the organization like you can't yeah. like this isn't can't be like a standard like military outfit when every other week you're bumping into a nigh omnipotent being who wants to play checkers with your entire species <laughs> like there's gotta be some amount of there's gotta be some amount of cowboying right yeah but you also need you also need indians too right you, True. Need, you need chiefs and you need indians <laughs> well i mean like you you've got like every single member of any crew is some sort of weird and starfleet seems to work well with it yeah like well, Scotty I don't think... was not your traditional like what you think of when you think of an engineer. He is more like a mad scientist well, I, with a I lab think... that does whatever he wants. I think you're right, and occasionally they'll go into that. I just saw them. They kind of went into that in Strange New Worlds in the first couple episodes. That mm. oh no, I forgot what they said. Holy crap! But any, but they're not exactly military. They are. We're going to go explore worlds. Yeah, it's kind of a quasi-military outfit. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't it ultimately? That's one of the struggles within Starfleet in its identity over time is they do shift mm -hmm. towards being more militaristic. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and you see that a lot in um, um, Discovery. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and so I I don't know that you know I think you have explorers within Starfleet and then you also have order within within starfleet as well but one one thing that, that's kind of peculiar and, and i haven't watched it uh, hearing about shaw is him rising from engineer to eventual captain uh having those feelings at some at, at that point having that um it, you know animosity towards picard to to an extent where that kind of shaped him uh, and to some level that seems to be acceptable to starfleet because he made it the captain you know right yeah, you would think that 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 would have probably come out in some psychological right. evaluations. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you right. you would you would think because if he's if he's if he's that emboldened to take this kind of behavior, retired admiral or not, and that yeah. bitter, I mean, he's making decisions decisions based off of that, and we You're we've already right seen now. yeah we've already seen where um in, in the <laughs> recent Star Trek movies where they cite. Uh, regulations where if you're compromised or whatever, you can be removed as, as captain. And it seems pretty obvious in, in this situation that would almost be kind of one of those things where, but you know. That right. you'd think maybe, maybe in the future, but I, I know my experience with large organizations is 
that very often the whack jobs make their way almost to the top. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have answered to people that are not perfectly polished. <laughs> either, Shaw, either Shaw has to know that Picard and Riker are basically decent, good people, or he has decided that his personal ven like being kind of shitty to these people he's never met before is more important than his entire career. Well, he is a grease monkey too. He explains that. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. well, e either Riker or Picard could end this guy's career with a couple words to that. Yeah, I don't think he can. I mean, that's just he's in the spot where the, his career he just yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying he either I, knew I that they it. wouldn't screw him over and he could just be shitty to them. Or yeah. he decided that hey, I've had enough of the Starfleet thing. This is how I'm going out. I think well, one of the cool things about the recent series is they're trying to show that Starfleet isn't a monolith, too, right? Like, you know, yeah. you've got these okay. explorer types and you've got these law and order types, and you've got you've got mm -hmm. room for section 31 within mm -hmm. this universe now, too, right? So it's like it's mm -hmm. not the everybody is on the exact same page and they all go to bed thinking about the prime directive. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> they're, they're like, Hey, we all have different ideas of what this is and, and mm. kind of that interplay between, Hey, is this military? Is this exploration? Is this, you know, it, it almost gives you different yeah. groups within Starfleet to root for. You, right. you either yeah. want the, 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 the law and order types, the, the military types to jump in and deal with a problem. You either want the exploratory type of view, or you want section 31 to come in there and just handle it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Dude, that's uh, a pretty good idea. We could have different Star Trek series that explore the different sides of Starfleet. Well, they, kind of well Bill's just to full circle back to Bill's point of doing something with Section Thirty One and and pulling some of these characters that we have seen kind of go along that edge. Yeah, um, you could run with that. I like it. Yeah, but I remember because I was thinking about this Washington Picard thing. When back in the next generation, Picard, I don't remember which episode or what, but he gave a little spiel to somebody that, uh, you know, the, their mission statement was more than just a mission. It was a philosophy and a way of life. And I remember that he gave that speech right about the time I'm in starting college or whatever. And I was getting introduced to philosophy <laughs> and, hmm. and things like mission statements. It went, well, so Picard, Picard is the example of somebody who has, and he's taken all the Starfleet uh, propaganda to heart, mm -hmm. and uh, you, yeah. you can't expect the other people to have done that. <laughs> That's, he's a true believer, right? He's a true <laughs> believer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, and so and. Uh, Otherwise, I don't think the, the guy that came up as the, the grease monkey, the way he put it, that uh, he's not going to be a true believer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, it's his, it's a job, you know, one that he takes seriously too, right? Because yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and, and he definitely takes it seriously. Yeah, but his his and his crew, no, he he admits at some point that he's an asshole or something like that, or a jerk or. Yeah, right. At the end of that monologue, that we were monologue. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his his crew looks at him like, "Oh my god, did you just do that, dude?" <laughs> yeah, I, 
He's like, he apologizes and says at some point, um, anger became a substitute for charm or something like that. <laughs> yeah. God, that's, no, can't. that's not a thing that works. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I have never preferred to be around an angry person rather than a charming person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he, he says in his, in his life, he's implying that, you know, he substituted anger for charm at, after the, the uh, Wolf 359 battle. So, but yeah, and I, I love all the, um, the callbacks to, um, to the original series. I mean, uh -huh. you see props throughout that we've seen in, in other shows. Um, you see uh, in Seven's Quarter, she's got one of the games that they played on Voyager. Hmm. Um, they've got, uh, oh, there was a huge reference to um, Encounter at Farpoint in the last episode. Really? Uh, wow. The creatures, yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that nebula the, that they're in is really a, a womb. And um, weird. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so it gives birth to these space creatures that are, you know, like babies of the ones that we saw encounter at Farpoint. So it's uh, very interesting. And mm. uh, but there's a lot of cool callbacks uh, in that. You see a lot of. Uh, a lot of items. Uh, oh, the uh, Odo's bucket. Um, yeah. Yeah, we see uh, it's. Oh, really? Not, Holy smokes. Not necessarily Odo's bucket, but it's but a bucket bucket. identical to Odo's that there's a. Uh, there, I a think it's gross. There's, there's residue at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a bucket that that's exactly like <laughs> Odo's that a. Uh, a uh, saboteur changeling on board the Titan uh, is using. And uh, so they grab the bucket because there's some residue in the bottom. Residue? Uh, residue? Yeah. That uh, they're going to try to scan so they can identify, try to identify what uh, form that uh, shapeshifter has taken so they can track it down. But Man, you got <laughs> cleaning out your buckets, gotta be like uh, washing the sheets for a changeling, right? You would think. Because yeah. yeah. you're a liquid. You go yeah. about your day, stuff is getting into you and just right. like in you. <laughs> and so when you like sleep in your bucket at night, it all settles. Right. <laughs> right. Huh, that's really gross. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I could discuss you guys today. Oh, God. Do they have a comparison of what it looked like to be a changeling? Like the Odo goo versus the current goo? Because the current goo is way grosser looking. Oh, yeah. way, way more disgusting. Oh, yeah. they changed the, how the, like, they animate the changelings? Yeah. Yes. It's no longer just like the amorphous early 90s CGI no. blob. No, no, they, they is, put that in exquisite detail. Exquisite yeah, this is gross. This is oh, like, God. Are they not like sci fi goo? Are they like some sort of weird pulsating flesh that goes. It's, uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's like a combination of flesh and blood. And oh, wait, here's one. It, it's it's crustier. Guts and. <laughs> it's not okay. No. <laughs> I'm, it's like, I'm oh, actually, these are real bad changelings. Look how gross they are. Well, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking through some scenes now, and I'm just like, I'm cringing just a little bit because it's. There's a guy. That's, 
this guy has been prevented from getting into his bucket. So he's about to, they're trying to get him to confess to what they stole from the Daystrom Institute. So he's about to go, go uncontrolled goo here. <laughs> Exploding goo. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's uh pretty disgusting. I'm surprised Zach's been okay with it. He probably looks away. <laughs> <laughs> I, He's on his I'm, laptop. Really, I'm really sad that we since they're like revisiting changelings that we can't see any Renee Aberjonas. I know. Isn't that yeah. sad? But Whoa. we did see his picture in the last uh the last Chris episode. just watched something unpleasant. <laughs> I can see it in his glasses. He's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so changelings are different. Got it. <laughs> like, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's Cronenbergy right there. <laughs> Isn't that gross? Because Odo used to just be like a pure gold. That was yeah. all they could do, though. Like it was just yeah. fluid dynamics on like some guys. Yeah, but uh, this is gross. This is chunks. It's gross. Oh, that's no, how it should no. be, though. Theoretically, you would think it's some oh, yeah. So more accurate, not... less. <laughs> in ds9 we see the changeling home world and just like the ocean of changelings but in there it's the 90s like oh it's a scythe it's a computer generated liquid yeah. stuff. and in this this like repaints the entire surface of their planet to be infinitely more horrifying oh my oh, god yeah like i'd like to see re no i i take that no, back. You I don't, don't. I don't want to see it, but I, I am intrigued to know what a reimagining of that would be. And now I'm tempted to throw that into like some kind of computer generative AI thing. I'll tell you right now what you're going to kind of be looking at. Because the old Changeling world was all like water and it was just like jet waves of Changeling. Yep. This Changeling world would be more pulsing. Uh. A little bit. Probably just like some sort of surface of oily tension across the top. Oh. Did did I bring this up? I, I'm sorry. Changelings were more disgusting. And oh man, <laughs> uh, that's not the point. So I'm hearing it's definitely good to check out season three of Picard. Not that I had yes. no plans to. I just haven't started right. it yet. Yeah, no, it's definitely recommended. It's uh, by far, in my <laughs> mind, I don't know. What do you think, Mark, uh, Charles? Yeah, I, I think uh, I out of the card seasons, I really like this one because the former crew of the Enterprise, uh, Enterprise D, are, they're just all over this one. And yeah. they're wrapping up. You know, they're doing a lot of, uh, you know, checking in with I, them in this one more so than they had even before in the first yeah, season. I have a soft spot, though, so I don't know if I'm a good. It just seems like mm, I like there's a lot of places where, you know, like Picard's bored on. He's a well, he's going to move, but he's he wants an adventure. And so they always do these throwbacks to like a Sherlock Holmes or. Also to um, um, like the Odyssey a little bit. He he wants to go on an adventure and 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 it's a ref references to stuff that happened in the Next Generation. It's just kind of fun to watch. I, I don't. Mm -hmm. I I don't know yeah. if you hadn't seen the Next Generation or hadn't kind of grown up with Picard because I was just thinking about it. Picard showed up when I was. 16 or something right 
Yeah. And, uh, if it would be as enjoyable, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So, so my takeaways then for season three is Starfleet security still sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daystrom Institute, yeah. it needs some security overhauls. Yeah. Security. Yeah. So there's definitely some security issues. Um, Picard wants to destroy another ship, gets told no. Um, <laughs> Worf is back. He's badass and maybe should be, if he's not already, part of like a Section 31. Um, and Picard may have children out there in the universe that he's not aware of again again uh, apparently <laughs> yes but this one's no this one's no fakie it got it from mom's mouth herself <laughs> <laughs> i mean there wasn't is... being told by an angry ferengi captain this time but, hey there's there's another just kind of because his story he tells about being on um where they snuck away from whatever ship they were on to go uh go hang out with some gals yeah, was with, that was with her ex, her husband that died, right? Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jack. Yeah. yeah. So he he tells a story about how they're gonna go get laid. <laughs> Him and her, his his best friend at the time, which is her ex, her deceased husband. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and how they yeah how it kind of went sideways, right? Like they uh, they yeah. disabled all of the safety features on the thing so they couldn't be tracked, and then something goes wrong in space, and they have to freaking limp back to safety. But you know? that also might play into yeah. he, he may have other sons out there. Well, <laughs> I kind of I would kind of be surprised if there wasn't just a whole planet of Picard clones out there that Q, yeah. that Q made for just a weekend lark. <laughs> And then left. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Q when he was on a bender. I mean, right. he uh, <laughs> he took Picard's girlfriend on a on a trip around the which quadrant did he take her to? Uh, but he took Vash. Uh, you know, I think largely because he just wanted to mess around with Picard. <laughs> like, I, that, yeah. The man crush between those two is <laughs> like you think. Q was just not doing anything for all those years in between uh, the last episode and the second season. No, he's do he was up to something. <laughs> it, it, he probably got bored not hanging out with Picard at some point, saw that he was just like doing wine stuff, and was like, okay, uh, five Picards. I'm going to see which one survives this deadly challenge. <laughs> <laughs> right. Welcome to season two of Star Trek Picard. <laughs> yeah, I found a better picture of the goo. I'm going to try to see if I can put it up here. Do we want a better picture? I was going to say, I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> Let me try it. Pretty oh, interesting. Man. Pretty uh, gross. Not the goo. The not goo. the goo. Try it. No, take it, took it away. Hold on. Hey, there we go. There's the Enterprise. There it is. Oh, wow. oh, yeah, that's textured now. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so there, there it is. Uh, that is this, a, that is a yeah. chunk of flesh right there. Yeah, in this scene, uh, Seven had shot it with a phaser, and it turned into its goo state and slipped into a crack in one of the so uh, gross. one of the plates on the wall there. This is what I'm talking about. It, like those air vents. That's got a lot of dirt and stuff in it, and that's all just in him now. Right. 
That's <laughs> the residue at the bottom of the bucket. Well, I mean, think about uh, the, remember the sticky hands or the, the like the goo yeah. balls that they sold in the like the quarter machines. Yeah, just like how filthy those would get after ten minutes of just like just lightly playing with them. <laughs> That's a changeling all the time. <laughs> Never well, thought of it that changelings, way. couldn't they make their surface so that it repelled dirt? Well, oh, stop. I mean, maybe, maybe not when they're in a liquid, in a liquid yeah. state and they've got to get through that vent. True. You're going to pick up some of the stuff that's on that vent and it's all human, uh, flaked off human. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, that, that would explain the hatred for us. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, if we just stayed on their weird planet, they wouldn't have to worry about it. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so I think uh, two thumbs up for this season so far, everybody that's seen it. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> yes. All right. can't wait. I, I can't wait for the next episode. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Okay. Well, check it out. Uh, uh, new uh, episodes come out on Thursdays and uh, we're into uh, episode four right now. So five will come out this, uh, this Thursday. There's going to be 10 episodes in the season. And it is the final season of Picard. So um, get on it. Recommended watching, definitely. And mm -hmm. uh, thanks, Mark, for joining us uh, to talk about uh, Star Trek Picard. And Always uh, fun to talk about Star Trek with you guys. I know. Yeah. We'd love to have you on to talk about it. <clears throat> and thank you all for uh, watching. If you have comments about uh, Star Trek Picard or you have a favorite episode that you saw this season that you want to let us know about, go ahead and put it down in the comments section. And uh, on that note, we will say... Uh, live long and prosper until <laughs> we see you next time. Bye. Later. Nano, nano. Bye. <laughs>